On today's episode of the Blue Bloods, uh, we're looking forward to a week of college football that isn't really great, but we're going to live it to the fullest anyway. You know us. We like to have fun. We're going to do just that. Uh, we'll start the show off with pick six, and we have our Pitt insider, Nick Cherry, on to talk the Pitt Virginia game, or Virginia Tech game with us. Uh, we have upset of the week, lightning round, storylines, college football playoff reaction, and we'll cap it all off with Brandon's gambling corner. And don't forget, Zach and I have a huge announcement in this show, so be sure to listen all the way through. Today's show is absolutely packed, and I'm not lying this time. Let's go ahead and kick it off. So let's go ahead and get our pick six started this week. And with our first game, we've got the Battle of L.A., whatever you want to call it, UCLA visiting the new number 23, USC. And USC is a 13.5-point favorite. I just don't understand how that's the case, but that's all right with me. So I've got USC picked in this one. Obviously, my boy Keaton's going to show out. He doesn't know how to not show out. Yeah, I mean – I. Uh, I don't bet. You know what? You know what's the worst part about this matchup for me is? What's that? This game used to mean so much, man. Like this game used to be noteworthy. People cared about it. I don't even think. I don't even think anyone knows this game's happening this weekend. I mean, this I mean, game. This game really used to like almost determine the order of the Pac-12, especially the Pac-12 South. Right. It determined who went to the Rose Bowl half the time, and. Now we, we're in 2019 now, and UCLA most likely won't make a bowl game if they lose this game. Well, no, they won't make a bowl game. They'll give them seven losses. And then USC is trying to fight to stay relevant because if they lose this game, here they, they right back out of the rankings. Right, go sit back at home. I mean, yeah, ex- that's exactly the point. I mean, this is just – this is a battle, and I know I call it the Battle of L.A., but this is really just the battle of two awful defenses playing each other in a game that really means nothing. For either one of these teams, uh, if UCLA loses, then they're not bowl eligible. So I guess it kind of means more for them. They can become bowl eligible. USC is already there. Uh, no one was questioning that. Uh, maybe at the beginning of the season we were questioning that, but at this point in the season we know what Michael Pittman's capable of. We know what this offense is. I mean, they're not great, but they're better than UCLA, I think. Uh, so, I mean, this game really doesn't mean a lot. Uh, I agree with you there. It, there's really no way around that. Yeah, and like, you know, part of me was like, man, I want to go with an upset. You sell over USC. And I just started looking at things, you know, just trying to like figure out, you know, is this really the case? And I mean, UCLA is the most, is just horribly inconsistent, man. I mean, they get demolished by Utah, Oregon State, and Cincinnati, but then they blow out Colorado, Arizona State, and Stanford and put up almost 70 points on Washington State. I mean, and but you know, looking at this matchup, even if the good UCLA team comes out, they're still going to struggle to beat USC, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and actually, even though I made a big deal over the spread in this one, uh, that was more based off of history rather than what's really going to happen. I've got USC covering this game by a zillion, and it's not close. Um, yeah, this this UCLA defense is awful, and I mean bad. They're just they're, not good. They're almost allowing 450 yards per game, bro. I mean, USC is allowing like 400, but 
UCLA. Yeah, I mean, but if you've watched them. UCLA's is just bad. Yeah, but UCLA's allowing almost 300 yards passing per game. Keenan is going to eat on Saturday. Yeah, for sure. Hey, good for him. Uh, one thing I do want to touch on in this game is that it is the fact that UCLA has won four games this season. And I don't know who came into the season thinking that they had a chance to be bowl eligible. I think everyone kind of counted them out from the beginning, uh, especially after their first game this year. Just They looked absolutely terrible. But this, might, this actually might not be a good thing for UCLA because like, I understand that Chip Kelly did well with Oregon. Uh, people forget he was only there for three seasons. You know, people act like he was there forever. But he, he did do well with Oregon. I'm not going to take that away from him. Uh, overall, he's 55 and I think 22 in college football. And only seven of those wins came from, uh, came from UCLA. So the other, however many, came from Oregon. So good for him there. But he's not been the same coach ever since he left Oregon. Uh, he went to the yeah. NFL, didn't do great there, made the playoffs one season, got smacked in the first – in the wild card round. Um, and, I mean, it, as much as I love seeing Chip Kelly just sad and I love seeing that big frown on him, you just can't be a sad, fat guy. Because Chip Kelly, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've tried and no one liked it. Uh, something about that frown combined <laughs> doesn't miss. And I, I mean, just think about it. Have you ever met a fat guy that you liked that wasn't funny? Because I haven't. That's just not. They don't exist. I don't make the rules. They just don't. They, they're not here. They're not here. What do you want me wow. to say? Uh, I mean, I, I mean, I think if Chip Kelly loses this game, that this may be his final game coaching in California, man. It, it might be, and. People's arguments are going to be like, oh, he's only been there for two seasons. That doesn't really matter when you're – Look at I Willie mean, Taggart, man. He's exactly. out. And for good reason. Chip yeah. Kelly – maybe Chip Kelly can get hired at Florida State. Yeah. Maybe. That would be funny. That would be hilarious, I think. I mean, people forget that – I mean, Gene Chiswick won a national championship and was fired two years later, man. It, it, life comes such a fast, Chip. You need to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i really don't have anything else to say about this matchup i think usc wins and i think usc wins by at least two touchdowns i really don't yeah think this I, game I, I think you i think usc covers as well yeah all right so let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup uh our next matchup is temple who apparently just so uh, i've got a confession make about temple Every single time I see Temple this season, I'm like, oh, yeah, they're probably going to upset a team. But they just they did that once this season, and they just haven't done it again. So uh, Temple's not as good as I think they are. But we've got Temple visiting number 19 Cincinnati. Keep in mind, I said number 19 Cincinnati. That means they moved down in the college football playoff polls this week after a win. Love to they see They should have. They played terrible on Saturday. Dude, they, they two out of their last – Three games they've won on a last-second field goal against two teams of losing records, man. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Well, let's go ahead and talk about that, Zach. Uh, Cincinnati's a 10.5-point favorite. I've got Cincinnati picked, and I think Temple covers, I think. But I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. I don't know a lot about either one of these two teams. I know what my gut says. I know what I'm going with, and I don't know why. Honestly, would Temple winning this game be the end of the world? I mean, I picked Cincinnati, but I don't think it would be the end of the world. Um, would it put a damper on my weekend? Sure. Maybe because I picked Cincinnati, but would it prove that Ohio State's win over Cincinnati wasn't that great, Zach? Because that was like your leading argument on Tuesday's show. Uh, let's not forget that people don't forget uh, that was almost your entire argument 
And so if that was I, not the point. If I can that see your, my entire argument, if I can see your argument Bro. crumble, if I can see your self esteem just so why don't you pick Temple, dog? Why don't you pick Temple? <laughs> along why don't you with pick your Temple? Hopes and dreams, all of your credibility. That's all I want. I'll rise through the ashes. I'll be victorious. And everyone Dog, you call your, you call yourself a big baller. We got a gambling corner named after you, and you ain't got the nerve to pick Temple. No, because I I have a heart and I have a gut, and I'm going. Oh with, God! Cincinnati wins this game. It's going to be close. I think Cincinnati covers. I think Cincinnati wins fourteen twenty one, something like that. I mean. I, unlike Brandon, you know, I'm actually dedicated to college football. I've actually whoa, watched. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was the meanest thing you've ever said. Uh, I've actually watched three of Cincinnati's games this year and Ooh. parts of other ones. Uh, dog, you, you don't <laughs> want to get into this. You know you don't want to get into this. Um, but I, I, really, I really, really think that Desmond Ritter is going to have – a huge game this weekend. I mean, he was what the AAC newcomer of the year last year, and he's been pretty good this year, but Temple's passing defense isn't great. And I think he's the best quarterback in in the game. I know Anthony Russo is really, really good, but I think Desmond Renner at home, Cincinnati's got a better run game. And I think Cincinnati pulls this one out, and I I don't see how Temple's going to keep it close. I mean, Temple upset Memphis at home, Pretty great, good. by two points. But then their next two games, they got beat 63-21 to by UCF and 45-21 to by SMU. And you, we've already seen Memphis play SMU. Memphis plays UCF later in the year. I, I just – I don't see it happening. I mean – uh, I don't see how Temple pulls this one off, especially on the road. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I kind of already, like, put all my cards on the table here. Uh, I'm not going to turtle. That's not what I'm about. So, I'm going to stick with my I – mean, I'm still going with Cincinnati. Uh, and like I said, I, I think Trash. I said it. I think I said it during the uh, coverage for the Ohio State game. Uh, Desmond Ritter is a great quarterback. I agree with you there. And Luke Fickle is a much better coach than people are giving him credit for. Uh, Agreed. We don't talk about that enough. Left on. Left on. He is not going to be at Cincinnati for very much longer. And you can you can write that down. You can do whatever you want. You can get it tattooed. He's not going to get it. He's not going to be at Cincinnati in three years. He just won't be there. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But yeah, I think Cincinnati covers. I actually think that like maybe you guys should check it out. You know, we'll get into it later about how in the hell this is a primetime game. But we'll talk about it in one of our next matchups. But Catch this game, 6 o'clock on ESPN2. Catch you some Cincinnati football when they smack the Temple Owls. Owls. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to our next uh, matchup. We have Texas, unranked Texas, visiting number 14, Baylor. Baylor's a five-and-a-half-point favorite. I've got Baylor in this one. I've got Baylor easy. And you want to know why, Zach? I've got him easy because horns down, baby. Texas, get out of here. You aren't even the best team in your state, let alone the best team in the Big 12. I get it. Baylor blew a 28-3 lead against Oklahoma at home. But this is Oklahoma we're talking about, not Texas. Texas could never do that. So, uh, I mean, Baylor's going to run away with this game. DBU is dead, at least at Texas. And Charlie Brewer is the undertaker. Baylor by 30 at least. 
by 30. Oh, God. Listen, ride with Dude, me. I had, ride a, with me. I, I had a tough time picking this game. Really? Um, I really did. I mean, because both teams are in dire need of a rebound win. I mean, Texas lost a tough one to Iowa State 23-21. And then, of course, you just highlighted what happened to Baylor last weekend. Uh, Baylor's going to be really, really motivated coming into this game, though, because with a win here, they clinch a spot in the Big 12 championship against Oklahoma, unless Oklahoma goes 0-2 in their last two games, which I don't think happens. Um, And, you know, Texas – uh, at Texas, they have to be you will, you, by now, right? You may never be back. Never. Hey, that's tough. Ever. I mean, they beat an unmotivated Georgia team and thought they had the natty. That's, that's Don't fair. you hate to see it? You hate yeah, to yeah. see it. Can't and see until they find a consistent running back, uh, I think this team's done for. I mean, that is what cost them the season, in my opinion. Poor defense and no run game. I mean, their leading rusher only has 600 yards oh, on bad. over 100 attempts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, Ian Book has more than that on the season. He does. Yeah, it's tough. He indeed does. But I think Baylor's going to be pissed off. I think the home crowd's going to come out and want to will this team to the championship. So I think Baylor – does win i think they do cover if even though i think it's going to be a close game i think they'll win by a touchdown six points is all well it actually went down to five and a half according to what i'm looking at so i think they win by a touchdown and they cover even though that's really that's why i hate spreads like five and a half because like it could be a close game and like you know i don't know that's just another five and a half five and a half might be the best number in sports because i mean you you have to win by more than a field goal you get to win by more than four points. There's a lot of football numbers being thrown around there. Um, so good good on you, bookmakers, for making this one uh, five-and-a-half-point spread. Let's go ahead and move on to our next matchup, though. Uh, we've got Texas A&M visiting number four, Georgia, coming off of a big win against Auburn. Georgia's a 13-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. This is tough because, like, this game has – everything that makes an upset because Texas A&M has a quarterback that is hot or cold. It could just put it on one day and they have nothing to lose, man. I mean, they just throw everything at the wall and they have two matchups, one against Georgia and one against LSU where they can just go all out for two just gigantic wins you know, in the SEC office, probably won't let it happen. They'll probably tell the rest, please don't make that happen. Because if that happens, the SEC might not get any teams in the playoffs. Um, but then on the flip side, you have Georgia with all the pressure in the world not to slip up. And will they be caught looking to LSU? Because, I mean, they'll beat Georgia Tech next week. Let's just get that out of the way. But, I mean, what if they get caught looking ahead and lose and then they beat LSU? They're not putting the two-loss Georgia team in the playoffs. No, they they can't. Um, in Georgia, I, I'm picking Georgia in this game, and I do think that they cover because something about – and I'm usually not an analytics guy, but something about the analytics really made me think that this Georgia defense can hold A&M's offense to uh, not a lot of points. I think that they win this game by two touchdowns. Um, but, I mean, one thing I did want to touch on, I, and I alluded to this in the last episode – 
I legitimately forgot that Texas A&M existed um, after they were beaten by Clemson. I mean, what a glorious few weeks that was for me. It would have been a great week. It would have been a great couple of weeks for anybody. It was over a month. Uh, but A&M really isn't that bad of a team. Uh, I think my dumb brain just kind of tricked me into thinking that they might be. Their only losses this season, Zach, were to Clemson, Auburn, and Alabama. So three very quality losses. Uh, I, I get that they're a three-loss team at this point in the season, but, I mean, their strength of schedule. You want to talk about strength of schedule. I mean, this is where we got to look. Um, at least in this point of the season. So uh, I don't know why I think that they're just going to get dragged, but I'm going to stick with it, I think. Um, I think they're going to get dragged. I mean, I picked Georgia. Don't get me wrong. I'm not stupid. But I think Georgia wins by a field goal or a touchdown. I don't think they cover, and I don't see a way they cover. I think this game is going to be a knockout, dragout fight. The weather is predicting a lot of rain. This is going to be a sloppy game. And I think I think DeAndre Swift wins this game. I don't think the A&M defense is strong enough to stop DeAndre Swift and all the – they have a plethora of running backs and talent on this Georgia offense. And I think and I think once DeAndre Swift gets rolling, that's going to open up Jake Fromm a little bit and Georgia makes enough plays late. But don't be surprised if A&M goes into the half or wins the first quarter by a good bit. Yeah, I would agree with you if they were playing at Kyle Field, but they're not. They're playing in Athens. I think that environment is just absolutely electric. Uh, we've we've mentioned that earlier in the season. But, uh, you know, like I said, Georgia wins this game. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention, and this might be what, what caused me to think that Georgia's just going to run away with this one. Um, Texas A&M's cheer team, yes, they do have a cheer team, will not cheer at any athletic department events. And I'm not really sure if there's like a fallout or anything. I'm not, I don't know what happened there. I didn't want to dig too deep into that. Uh, but what, what I do know is that instead of cheerleaders at the games, they have an all-male team of, uh, and I quote, yell leaders. So, uh, I mean, so much for Title IX, I guess. Uh, I didn't think this was allowed. But, I mean, maybe, <laughs> maybe do a little investigating here at NCAA. Uh, instead of punishing Chase Young for accepting money from that guy, that was probably his agent. Uh, maybe look into this yell leader situation in Texas A&M. And, I mean, people forget, no cheerleaders, yellow leaders, uh, basically seal this loss for me. Dang. Uh, you know, it, uh, I, I just – I really wish Kellen Mond would have had a better season, man. Like, it breaks my heart because, I mean, we both – thought we both know we he has the talent because we both talked about it on the podcast but he just never seemed to put it together right i mean he just hasn't been as explosive on the ground i mean he could do it against like arkansas but he can't do it against big teams we saw against auburn he wasn't very effective till the end of the game he wasn't ever effective against Clemson and Alabama they just didn't play a good game he was effective early but they took him out of it you know if A&M shocks the world creates chaos like I hope they do uh, he needs to have at least 50 to 75 yards on the ground and I don't think he gets that I think Georgia wins but does not cover in a sloppy game okay so let's go and move on to probably the best game of the weekend it's college game day We usually like to save this one for last, so let's go ahead and kick it off. Number eight, Penn State, visiting number two, Ohio State. And let's go ahead. I'm going to take this one. I'm going to take this one. Go ahead. Go ahead. Why in the hell is this damn game at 11 o'clock in the morning? 
That's prime time. That is prime Dog. time for are, Big Ten football. Dog, are we really going to let Fox get away with this? Listen to me when I say this. This might be one of the most boring games I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> what? Penn State. It's just going to be two defenses just clashing. That's all it is. I don't think so. Really? Do I think Ohio State smacks this team? No, see, and I want to talk Dude, about I think that. I think Ohio State might cover. I want to talk about that because I made a point to talk about absurd spreads earlier in the show and 18 and a half points to between the number two and the number eight team in, in the nation right now. That's Bet. absurd spread. They're going to cover. That's an, let's, no, I'm serious, and I love doing this, and I absolutely cannot stand the bookmakers. Everyone knows that. 18 and a half points, you've got to be joking. This is an in-division top 10 opponent here, Vegas. Where's the logic? Uh, but I've grown, though. I've matured in the past week, Zach. Do you believe you, me? Probably you wanted not. To, uh, so I'm not going to get upset with the bookmakers. Rather, I'd like to issue a thank you. Thank you for handing out free money this week, bookmakers. Do not, do not pick Penn State, guys. Why, why not? Because they're going to get smacked. I, Ohio State hasn't even seen close to the kind of defense that Penn State is. You want to know what Penn State hasn't seen? Chase Young? Yes. You know what else they haven't seen? A quarterback who can throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. I And you know who else they haven't seen? <laughs> what? J.K. Dobbins. Okay. I mean – You want to know who else You know what? Know who else they haven't seen? The two Heisman contending cornerbacks they have. Okay. Or the, all the wide receivers they have. I mean, come on, dog. No. They're I, allowing 240 yards passing per game, and Justin Fields is lighting everyone up. He has 31 touchdowns and one interception, Brandon. Let me defend myself here real quick. Do I think Penn State's offense is good? Not no. really. Not really. <laughs> Do I think that K.J. Hamler is good? Absolutely. I would hope not. Sean, Sean Clifford. Maybe the worst. Penn State's defense, <laughs> great. Now, let me decide with you for a second because I do think this. So, let's, let's run through a couple more points here. Ohio State's defense, probably the best. Chase Young, as Boomer would say, he's back, 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 back. Their defense, their offense, I'm sorry, very, very good. Um, so, people do forget about these two things, um, and this is where I'm going to close out. My heart, huge. My brain, dumb. So I'm taking Ohio State in this matchup. I'm going to ride with Penn State's defense to slow down this Ohio State team enough to where they recover, uh, to where they cover the spread. I just don't see a way that they win by three touchdowns or more. Dog, the leading rusher for Penn State has 500 yards. Do you know how many yards J.K. Dobbin has? <laughs> no. Uh, listen, I, I, okay, their offense is not good. Let's, let's go ahead and get past that. K.J. Hamler <laughs> is their offense. Dog, come on, man! Dog, you know better. <laughs> I, 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 you know, know I, I, I know I do. I have a. You know this. I can't help dog. it. Okay, so I, I still want to get back to this eleven o'clock kickoff because I'm really pissed off about it. I think man. Fox may be worse than CBS. No, don't take it back right now, dog. At least CBS. At least CBS gives us a, a few damn hours to wake up in the morning. No, but they really don't. They, re- they I, I, really do. There's a difference between 11 and 2.30. <laughs> I, 
But at least you can watch Fox. You have to buy CBS All Access if you want to watch CBS. Oh, my God. Maybe. Oh, come on. But if you have cable, you could just flip the channel. You just canceled your cable. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, but guess what? I have CBS All Access. Me too, but not I a hate bomb. it. I cannot I'm not a bum. <laughs> yeah, listen, I'm not happy that I have it. I, I gave in. I let the man win. Dude, I am not mad that it's on Fox. I'm mad that it's at 11 a.m., bro. Okay. Uh, dude, did you want to hear the primetime games that, that beat out this game for a primetime slot? <laughs> Go ahead. Washington, Colorado. Not great. TCU, Oklahoma. Actually, I'm going to rate these on a scale of 1 to 10. So uh, I bet. Washington, Colorado, I'll give that like a three and a half. What was the next one, TCU? Oklahoma. Four and a half. Maybe, I would give that maybe a five. Because, I mean, maybe. But you always get to watch Jalen Hurts. Oh, this one's going to be a zero, I hope. <laughs> Tennessee, Missouri. Yeah, it's like a negative six. Oregon, Arizona State is the primetime ABC game. Uh, 5.2. Oh, and are you ready for the king of them all? The yes, primetime 7 p.m. ESPN game is Arkansas LSU. That, that's like a 1.3. A 1.3? That's a negative 0.3. <laughs> it's so bad. Dude, Arkansas had lost to San Jose State by double digits that's the and got beat by Western Kentucky 45-17. to 17. Yeah, but it's like the battle for the golden boot, dude. Oh, uh, man. That's Seven terrible. o'clock. That's awful. That's terrible. Dude, and they put this game at 11 a.m. <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm going to be, I'm going to watch it. I'm not going to not watch it. I'm not going to be happy about it, though. <sighs> that's tough. But I think Sean Clifford being the game manager catches up to him. I think the environment is going to be insane for this game and the horseshoe. I think Sean Clifford makes mistakes. He throws two, three interceptions. Ohio State wins this game by 20 to 30 points. All right. Well, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. So, <laughs> pulling the nick on me. Oh, we're, 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 we're preluding to something new, guys. Um, so, coming up next, we're going to continue our pick six with our final game. We have Pitt at Virginia. Um, and we actually have our pit insider, ACC insider, whatever you want to call him. We've got Nick Cherry on the phone to talk about this game with us. So here that is. All right. And we have Nick Cherry on, uh, our ACC insider, to talk a little bit pit and Virginia Tech football with us. Uh, this is going to be part of our pick six. So uh, let's go ahead and kick this one off. Uh, so we've got Pitt visiting Virginia Tech, who was not ranked this week by the College Football Playoff Committee. And Virginia Tech is a four-point favorite in this one. Uh, I've got Pitt picked in this one. Zach, I believe, also has Pitt picked in this one. So we I, both I do not. Oh, really? Uh, I actually have Virginia Tech taking this matchup. Okay, so that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, <laughs> Nick, I'd like to hear your thoughts on, uh, on this matchup as a whole. Uh, maybe tell us who you think is going to win. Tell us what you think about the spread, whatever else. Well, you know, I think that it's never easy to go down to Virginia Tech and win a game. But uh, Virginia Tech is, is uh, and I say this every single year to you, Brandon, they're the thorn in my side because they're the media darling for some reason when it comes to rankings. And they, I'm not impressed with them. I mean, you look at their schedule. They have great, huge wins over Old Dominion and Furman and 
uh, Miami and Rhode Island, and then yeah, they beat North quality. Carolina. And I realize the ACC is down this year, but they don't really have a, a great win. And everybody talks about, you know, the new quarterback, and I have thoughts on that that we can go into. But I, I'm taking Pitt in this one. Uh, I think that Pitt feels disrespected and is going to make a statement. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, one of the things that I wanted to touch on while we had you on was uh, Pitt's defense. So, I mean, not enough people, or at least I feel like not enough people are talking about Pitt's defense and just how dominant they truly are this season. Uh, what kind of differences do you think that they've made for this Pitt team so far? And uh, what do you think we can look forward to for the rest of the season for Pitt? You know, I think that they've made – they're the reason that Pitt has been the way they are. So, uh, you know, as far back as, as 2016, Pitt had a pretty dominant offense, you know, with James Conner and Nathan Peterman, uh, but they couldn't stop anybody, you know, players from – Akron and Ohio and every Mac school you can name were running all over them. Uh, Pat Narduzzi was promised to be a defensive coach, and I believe he's really uh, delivered. They have a young, fast defense. Um, uh, the S&P rankings, which, you know, I never really understood what those meant, uh, but I found out they measure efficiency um, using havoc rate and all that. They're ranked 10th in the country. Um, and they haven't played, you know, slouches. You know, they held Penn State to 17 points. And say what you want about Penn State, they're, they're you know, one of the top-ranked teams in the country. Uh, and they've, they've only got – they've only improved. Um, and I think that the, the amount of attention they're getting is, is frankly, uh, is just wrong. I mean, there's a couple guys that stand out. Um, Paris Ford has been a revelation back there at safety for them. He's flying all around. And then uh, – you know, the line gets a lot of love, too. And I think um, uh, Patrick Jones, who's a defensive end, he's fourth in the country in, in uh, quarterback pressures, third and fourth fumbles, and uh, fourth in the ACC in sacks. He has nine tackles for loss and uh, 17 quarterback hurries. So, you know, their defense is young, and they're hungry, and they're looking to make statements. And I think that they're going to make a statement this, uh, this Saturday. Yeah, I, I honestly, before the season started, uh, just looking at Pitt's roster, looking at what they were truly made of, especially on the defensive side, made me think that they may make another appearance in the ACC championship game uh, this season. You know, for that to work out in their favor, a lot of things would have to fall into place, but it's still not a possibility. They're not ruled out um, by any means. You know, it, it may take a loss from Virginia, uh, maybe maybe a loss by Virginia Tech this weekend, but it's still in the cards, uh, definitely not out of the question. So let me ask you your thoughts. You, you mentioned earlier that Virginia Tech is a media darling, and I guess my only question to go along with that is why do you think that's the case, and do they know that Michael Vick isn't there anymore? I, I don't know what it is. It's that it's the old Bub Foster lunch pail defense coming in. and I mean, Virginia Tech historically has been a very consistent team, um, but they're always picked to do so well, and, and you know – I don't know, man. They just, I just don't see it. They're seven and three, same record as Pitt. I get that. Uh, but, you know, you look at who they lost to. They, you know, uh, Duke, huge. And they lost to Boston College throughout the season. You can't hold an opening lo uh, week loss, but, and they lost to Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame's a little um, overrated, personally. Um, I think that Pitt's going to be the best defense that uh, Hendon Hooker sees. And his career and his 90, uh, I have it right here, 97 career attempts. I don't think he's going to see a defense like this uh, this year. Um, so I think that, you know, they just they just are Virginia Tech. And I think a lot of times people go by name recognition when it comes to, to rankings. 
Yeah. So, so Nick, so as the person who picked Virginia Tech, I just I sat here and listened to y'all trash the the Hokies, I guess they're called. But yeah, what you, kind of name you, is that? Yeah, so that's a terrible Hokies. name. Yeah, a, a horrible, horrible name. But you know, you made fun of their Week One loss, but Pitt lost by what two, three touchdowns to Virginia to open the season. Uh, that's not a great loss. I mean, and. We were talking about, you know, maybe Virginia Tech doesn't have great wins, but, I mean, Pittsburgh has lost their biggest games this year. I mean, their biggest win is against a UCF team, which has been half the team they've been the past three years. So, I mean, I don't really see, you know, Pittsburgh being much more impressive than Virginia Tech. Go ahead and correct him, Nick. Well, I mean, I, I, you <laughs> can not, roll it's back. not Pittsburgh. Well, it's Pitt. It's Pitt. It's not Pittsburgh anymore ever since we uh, we got rid of that block crap that they did. But uh, <laughs> I, I agree. And you can roll back the tape. And I said when I said the Boston College thing, I said you can't hold a week one loss against a team. And so taking that out of the equation, they got uh, walloped by Duke. And, and you know, I think that's their worst loss, I would say. Um, I think Pitt's worst loss is, is against Miami. Um, but I think Miami's defense is fine. And I think that that was a wake-up call. Uh, but, and, you know, they lost – you know, Pitt went into Happy Valley and they lost by seven on a boneheaded mistake. But And I think that, yeah, that's not a win. But I do think that, you know, I'd like to see how, you know, uh, how, you know, Virginia Tech does against them. They did go into Notre Dame and lose by one. But I don't think that Notre Dame – and I, this is saying this as somebody who, who does not like Penn State. I don't think Notre Dame is as good as Penn State is, especially – at home, uh, you know, in front of that crowd. That's an intimidating place. But you know what? You're entitled to your opinion, but I guess we'll find <laughs> out on Saturday. I just haven't seen anything from Virginia Tech that's made me go, wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I won't argue about the Duke loss. That's a terrible loss. I think we picked that game on the podcast, and I think me and Brandon both lost that game, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that definitely um, sounds right. Sounds like us. Yeah, that was not great. But, I mean, I have to ask you, man. I mean, do you think Kenny Pickett can go on the road in Blacksburg and make enough plays to win this game? Because, I mean, he's been very up and down this year. I mean, he has, as Brandon likes to say about Trevor Lawrence, I mean, he almost has as many interceptions as touchdowns, and you can never trust a quarterback that has that. Well, you know, I, I that's a good point, and uh, – uh, you know, I, I'm somebody I, I like to watch all the coaches, uh, whoever, you know, I'm a pit guy and I like to watch whoever pits playing coaches as well, uh, their press conferences. But uh, Pat Narduzzi made a good point. Uh, if you watch the week one tape of Kenny Pickett against Virginia and watch the tape last week, he's progressed well every year. Some of those interceptions are not his fault. Pitt does not have a tight end uh, that can catch the ball, apparently. I don't know how hard it is to find a, a guy that can catch a ball. <laughs> Um, but I do think that, you know, he's a gamer um, and, 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 you know, their offense was the most balanced. I saw it last week. Uh, one of their better players, Maurice French was out. He broke his jaw, but I think that not trying to force feed him the ball allowed them to kind of spread it out. And, you know, it is a tough environment, but Pitt went in there when they had four wins and lost by, uh, you know, a, a single digits. I don't know the exact score two years ago. And they, uh, that was Kenny Pickett's first year, and they had one yard to go and couldn't get it. So, you know, Kenny Pickett's been in that environment before. He's not someone who, who is, is shy and he can, he can go in. I, I don't think that the, the environment or the game is going to get to him. And, you know, I think that he's played better than his numbers may indicate. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I've got, I've got just a couple more questions for you, Nick. Uh, 
my first question, I guess, would be Pitt, in my opinion, has one of the more underrated uniform combos in college football. And where do you think they rank among all of college football? Where do you, where do you think they land? I think – I mean, I have a bias. I would say at least top five. Top five? Okay, one more question. What the hell is that Panther they released this year? <laughs> oh, you mean, the, you mean the new logo? Yeah, the one that looks like uh, FIU. Yeah, that was uh, – it's growing on me, but it's apparently – so at Pitt they have the Cathedral of Learning, you know, that big uh, building and on the campus. Google it. It's a big Gothic building. And on there they have uh, Panther sculptures, and apparently they took one of those and tried to make it a logo. It looks like a couple other schools mixed together. But, you know, with the colors, everything looks good. It could, just, it could be a picture of your face, Brandon, and I'd still be like, that's a heck of a logo. No, I mean, I understand that. And, and I've been very outspoken about their uniforms on this, uh, on this show. As a matter of fact, we had a, we had a segment one week that was just, I think it was like UniWatch or something. It was one of our better segments. We only ran it for one episode uh, <laughs> where, where I chose Pitt as my, uh, as my favorite uniform of the week. So I, that was just one of the things I wanted to toss out there real quick while we still had you on. Uh, but I, I, like, mean, uh, I like that part. It was just you describing the colors of, of your very visual medium podcast. Oh, yeah. Really good radio. <laughs> Everyone loved it. Great review. Um, oh, yeah. no. But I mean, I mean, uh, Pitt's definitely a school to watch out for. Uh, this is, should be a great game this weekend. And, I, you know, outside of the ACC, I don't know that anyone's really talking about it. And so we wanted to give it a platform. And so thank you for coming on, Nick. Uh, we had a lot of fun with you. Hopefully we can get you on in the future. Hey, you know, I'll go on record as saying the ACC is not very good this year. I, I, Clemson might have to be the lone team that actually does well, but we haven't really seen them play huge competition, so we'll see. But thanks for having me on. Uh, big fan of the podcast, and uh, hopefully I can come on again, guys. Yeah, man. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, no doubt. All right. Thank you. All right, so let's go ahead and continue with the show. Uh, up next, we have our upset of the week. And if you know how good we are at upset of the week, you should be excited to hear our picks. Doug, I, I am actually not bad. You keep saying that. Like, I What's haven't won multiple. A 500? There's no way. All right. I will go out. I'll, I, I will make sure by next episode I have both our records calculated. I've won two games, so we can go. I'm, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm two and ten. <laughs> Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's not right, good. I will, ca- I will half my record by next episode, but it's because I've won so many times that I lost count because Brandon counting, kept losing. Uh, sick, dude. Cool. Um, I just can't win. I, I don't know. So I'm going to go ahead and get mine over with, I guess. Um, so I'm choosing this week for my upset, I'm choosing Georgia Southern over Arkansas State. I know, everyone. I'm going out on a real limb here. Arkansas State's a one-point <laughs> favorite. Dog, you are so trash. <laughs> they have to I, – I have to get a win, Zach. Bro, I picked – one of my upsets is a three-point spread, and I felt like I was cheating the system, so I picked one with a 12-point spread as my oh, second one just to make points. sure. Yes, and then I had another one that had a two-point spread that I'm absolutely confident about, but I was like, nah, man, I can't do this to our listeners. I owe them more. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't owe y'all nothing. I need you to know that up front. So, um, Arkansas State's a one-point favorite. Georgia Southern has to win this game. And let's go ahead and talk about it. We have not had Fun Belt on this show yet. That's right, the Sun Belt or Fun Belt, if you like to have fun with it. Uh, And that's a shame because 
if you know what the fun belt is, you know that it's just essentially maxion on steroids. And I need it. I need it, Zach. Inject it into my veins. The more, the better. Because I, I know absolutely nothing about either one of these teams. I know that LSU smacked Georgia Southern the first week of the season. And I also know that Georgia Southern knocked off Appalachian State a few weeks ago for their first loss, only loss of the season. Um, and that, that's really all I need to know. Uh, they're going to whoop Arkansas State, write it down, do whatever you need to do. Wait, hang on. Oh, wait. So you're picking Georgia Southern? Yeah, Arkansas State's the favorite. Dog, I'm looking at it right now. Georgia Southern is a one-point favorite. I'm sticking with it. I'm not picking another one because <laughs> this is the same case as – no, no, no. What are, you, are you looking at ESPN? Yes. That's not real. Go to Odd Shark. <laughs> Dog, you. this is the second time you have picked a team that's a favorite and still lost I'm for sorry. your upset. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want me to do, Zach, because – do I control – Take real upsets. This is a real upset. Are you kidding me? Trash. It's not trash. Go they have the same record, bro. <laughs> like, it's not that upset. That, go ahead and read yours. I'm going to look more into this because I, I'm, I'm, I'm shaken. And All right. Are, are, are you ready for my first one, bro? I guess. I have Arkansas over LSU. I'm just messing with y'all, bro. I am yeah, not I that I was going to burn you up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just messing with y'all, bro. So for my baby upset of the week, since I'm not like Brandon, have SMU over Navy. Okay. SMU is a three and a half point underdog somehow. Don't know why, don't know how, but we saw what happened to Navy last week. They can't hang on to the ball. It there might be snow in the forecast. It's rain slash snow. We don't really know what it's going to be yet. But SMU takes this game. SMU is the much, much better team. So SMU over Navy this weekend. I think um, Bouchelle has a huge game. He throws all over this Navy defense that just got murdered by Ian Book last week. So that is my baby upset of the week. And for my gigantic, my twelve point upset of the week i have oregon state over washington state whoa ballsy i got it i know i'm that guy 8 p.m on the pac-12 network which i'm sure none of you guys have i um but i have oregon state over washington state at this game is at washington state but Oregon State's been on a little bit of a roll. They're fighting for bowl eligibility after being 1-11. Washington State, I'm sure Anthony Gordon will throw for, you know, 900 yards again, but he'll probably throw three interceptions. I think the mistakes allow Oregon State to stay in this game, and they pull another upset this year, and they get bowl eligible in Pullman, Washington this weekend. Okay. You know, you got to love to hear it. Okay, so – Let's go ahead and get back to, to my upset of the week, uh, which is apparently not an upset of the week anymore. I don't know what happened. Uh, when I picked this game, I mean, seriously, like two hours before we started recording, Georgia Southern was the underdog, and I don't know what I – mean, people must have caught wind of me picking this game because they knew I had to be right. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to stick with it. I'm not the type of turtle. I never will. Um, so – and to be fair, they Georgia uh, Georgia Southern started out as a two and a half point dog in this game, and the books have just turned apparently. 
but I'm going to keep that one. That one counts for me because I'm terrible. I'm going to give you one more, though. And I think this may have been the one that you were alluding to earlier. Uh, my second upset of the week is going to be Kansas State over Texas Tech. That is not what I was alluding to. Really? I want to hear what you were alluding to. Really? It's in gambling corner. I put it in my gambling corner so I didn't cheat the system, but it's my mortal lock of the week, guys. Mortal lock. Okay. Well, Kansas State, I know they're dead to me. I understand that. I don't need any of you coming at me saying, hey, Brandon, I thought they were dead to you, blah, 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 whatever. Kansas State's going to win this game. I don't understand how they're the underdog in this game. Um because Texas they've Tech, been trash on the road. Okay, but Texas Tech has four wins, Zach. Yeah, but, but they're decent wins, dog. Didn't they beat Oklahoma State? Whatever. I, I don't want to talk about that. Kansas State wins this one. Ride with me, Zach. That's all you need to know. I picked them, so they're probably going to lose. That's like the kiss of death. <laughs> Skull cats. Skull cats. So let's go ahead and continue to our next segment. Uh, we have lightning round coming up. Everyone knows this segment. Everybody loves it. We don't talk about enough matchups in our pick six. So we've chosen seven more games that we're going to ride with. Uh, we, we pick them really fast. I think I went first last week. So you want to go ahead and hit this one first, Zach? <clears throat> Let's get it. All right. So cue up that music. You know the deal. Let's get it started. My first game of this weekend, I've got Georgia Tech versus NC State. NC State. Colorado State, Wyoming. Colorado State. Illinois, Iowa. Iowa. <laughs> Nevada, Fresno State. Nevada. East Carolina, Yukon. Yukon. Uh, Kansas, Iowa State. Iowa State. And to cap it all off, we've got San Diego State, Hawaii on the island. Hawaii. Oh, boy, that was stupid. All right. My, that hey, that's, oh. that's that's your round. That's your round. Whatever. We'll talk about it bro. later. We'll talk <laughs> it's about all it later, good, bro. Like, all right dog you ready yeah i'm ready uh tennessee at missouri missouri louisiana tech uab louisiana tech georgia southern arkansas state georgia southern (laughs) ucf tulane ucf illinois iowa iowa colorado state wyoming wyoming josh allen <laughs> NC State, Georgia Tech. NC State. Oh, I didn't want to do that. I didn't Dang. like that. I didn't like that pick at all. Dang. Dang. Is that it? Yeah, I'm seven, dog. See, I get I get lost in our in our lightning rounds, and so I never know when we're done. Um, but good. Uh, we went through that real quick, and so that's come and gone, and we're on to our next segment. We've got our storylines of the week. So for my storyline this week, uh, I'm going to go ahead and and just say it. So I'm going to put SMU on the hot seat. Uh, really just Mustangs in general. Uh, Ford just released photos of their new four-door Mustang SUV. And if you haven't seen that thing, then consider yourself lucky. It's an electric car, which I guess good for the environment or whatever. But the reason I'm putting Mustangs on the hot seat here is because SMU stands no chance landing any more recruits when all they can offer is this monstrosity. I mean, an electric-powered Mustang. Give the recruits what they want, SMU, an American-made gas-guzzling machine that is sure to put a hole in our ozone layer. So while SMU has had a pretty impressive season to this point, go ahead and mark it down as the last until they can offer their players something a little bit, with a little bit more firepower. Go ahead and brick the walls back up because this car dealership might as well just not even exist anymore. 
What are you going to give your – I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, if you uh, want to give them a car they want, you're going to have to come with more than that. <laughs> I have not seen the new Muskeg. I am, like, literally looking it up right now. Look it now. up. It's a four-door SUV. Oh, God. Right? <laughs> what is that? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Go ahead and look it up. Everyone it looks listening. deformed. I know. <laughs> it uh, looks like an Alabama fan when it's born. It's it's real rough. It looks like it looks like mommy and daddy are also uncle and aunt. So <laughs> exactly, Alabama fans when they're born. <laughs> so this thing's got three teeth combined. Um, I, oh, I mean, good lord! Ford, Ford decided apparently this year they're going to quit making cars besides the Mustang. Uh, they said they're done with cars. They're done making any vehicle that's not a truck or a Mustang. They didn't tell us they were going to make an SUV and just call it a Mustang. Dude, well, that's so trash. Yeah, so good luck, SMU. That's that's real. That's a real bad look for Mustangs around the globe. <laughs> oh, God, bro. That's, yeah, tough. Not but, and th- th- well, hey, I'm sure they have a large stock in that shed behind the practice field. That's what I'm saying. They might as well just throw them away now. God, they're all, they're all hooked up to Tesla chargers. Oh, they're gonna have no. They're they're all gonna be. Oh no, not even gonna go there. Never mind. We I good. I need to hear it. Nah, we good, dog. We <laughs> We're good. gonna cancel. Yeah, we good. Okay, well, go ahead and hit me with your storyline. Yeah, so mine's just. Uh, this just makes me so. Uh, I'm sorry, guys. My storyline of the week is more like Zach's rant of the week. This went from like um, a fun, lighthearted moment that we had from the beginning when we started storylines to now Zach's just going to be angry and yelling at us for <laughs> good 13 minutes. God, man. You know, the, our, like, our listeners are probably just like tuning out. They're like, you know, if I wanted to hear someone angry yelling at me about nothing, I'd just go listen to like Bill Maher. But like, <laughs> here we are. Um, you know, I, my topic is coaches cussing in the locker room. So what you, yeah. And then Kirby smart. So this kind of got brought up the last two weeks where Kirby smart had to formally apologize to the media for cussing in his interview with a reporter after the Auburn game. And then you also had the video that leaked out from the LSU locker room where coach O, (laughs) you know, gotta love profanity in his locker room speech after the Bama game. And, everyone's kind of making it up or out of it. And I'm just, are we really, really coming to this in our society, man? Are we really, really this soft? We shouldn't be. Um, One thing I'll say, and and you may, you may have been on the track to say it. We both played football growing up. Have you, have you had a single coach at any point when you played football who didn't use profanity? Actually, like my okay, so one my head coach in little league never cussed at us, but also I played for a private school and you private Episcopal school. (laughs) Yeah, so like maybe my experience little league, but like middle school to high school, man. I mean, it was it was bad. I mean, I I I mean we had the same coaches in both. Like we played for the same football team in middle school and high school. So like we both know the coach I'm thinking of. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah, Coach Thomas was a savage. <laughs> Gotta love him, right? God, man. Maybe like, you shouldn't use his real name, but yeah, he's a real savage. He's fun. <laughs> I mean, he's like, he don't listen. I mean, he, but like... <laughs> how do you know that, you know? Uh, I'm sure he'll be like, yeah, I am a savage. 
<laughs> but man, I mean, he he is a savage. But I mean, I'll never forget in like eighth grade when we were playing at Calsey, man, and Coach Miller like cussed me out because I didn't get my stance fast enough and called me all kind of stuff in practice. And I, I'm sure you remember that because you were the one pushing the sled with me because I got we had to do that because my stupid self got a penalty in the game. Yeah, thanks a lot, Zach. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's wild, man. You know, really made me and, the man I am today. <laughs> no kidding, but you know, I'm really thinking back. Like, if the people who are like in our society today were back when Mike were in the society back when Bob Knight was, you know, like knocking players unconscious. I mean, would they be able to take it? No, there's no chance. Or Bear Bryant. I mean, yo, just, just – we're going to plug an ESPN show. Saturdays in the South is fire. All about the history of the SEC. Go watch it. Amazing. But, man, Bear Bryant was also a savage. And, you know, yeah. I think you got to have a little bit of savage in you as a coach to win. And I think co- coaches should be able to cuss more. I don't – I mean, and they do. It's not like they're sitting here listening to these media outlets. They're not – I understand that Kirby Smart came out and apologized to the media, but do you really think that he's not going to be saying the same thing? No, that's what I'm saying, man. Like, why do we have to put on this act and waste a coach's time? It's, yeah, it's so stupid. I mean, I guess if you paid me a couple million dollars a year, I'd probably also apologize. But uh, Maybe. But I don't yeah. have to because this is a family-friendly podcast, so you don't even have to use earmuffs for your children. Right, and I know like we sound like hypocrites because we're – we're not allowed to cuss on the podcast, but I've yelled at Brandon about it because I'm a I cuss a lot and I have to stop <laughs> big, myself all the time. Big, big cussing guy, you know. Yeah, I I love to spice up my sentences with profanity. <laughs> um, you know, and we get and people get mad at these coaches who are hyped up on adrenaline after games. I mean, if you've ever played a sport and you won a big game, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, for sure. And. And I'm sure way worse things are set off a camera like we've kind of already alluded to. And a lot of the people who are complaining about it or, you know, I'll have another word for it. As I said, I can't say it. A lot of the same people who are complaining about it probably say a lot worse in their own home and they're just being hypocritical. So my final take on this is to stop being so damn sensitive and just let coaches express themselves. The coach should be able to come out here and just be like, dog, we are trash. Our quarterback, a B word. Like, I mean, he should just be able to rip whatever he wants to, speak his mind. So, you know, they had the whole movement, free the nipple, all that kind of cool stuff. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna start hashtag free the coaches because th- this is getting ridiculous, and I am sick of it. And I thought it needed to be talked about. It needed to be publicized. I feel like enough people are not concerned about how just ridiculous this world is getting yeah um i agree with you uh it's not going to be like it's going it's not going to get solved uh people i mean and you've already this has been basically your same storyline a couple of times now because i think that you also talked about jeremy pruitt grabbing his players face mask this season yes jesus christ like why is that a big deal he didn't hit him he grabbed his face mask and what do you think is going on at practice when he messes up a rep you really think that he's sitting there like, oh, we'll try harder next time. No, there's no chance. No, and, and but then, like, the, the same people who complain about that will complain when their team doesn't win. Yeah, it's the it's same. Right. That's why Tennessee's trash. <laughs> yeah, y'all, y'all don't let, you, you can't, I mean, gosh, man. How are you going to complain about a coach's 
coaching style. I bet you if Saban just slapped a player, everyone and their mom would just be like, hey, I guess he won a national, another national championship for that. I don't know. But I mean, it's just, it's, it's outrageous. The stuff you put up with, if you're a winner, but no one wants to be a winner no more. So here we are. Now you got people looking like Tennessee, barely bowl eligible. Yeah. And you heard it here first. Uh, go ahead and quote Zach McKinnell. No one wants to be a winner no more. So we've got this. Uh, <laughs> let's go ahead and move on from our storylines now. Uh, and, you know, this might not be the best segment in the whole world right now uh, because the rankings didn't change a whole lot, at least not in the top six because they didn't change at all. But we've got our college football playoff ranking reaction. So, um, I mean, there were a couple things that happened in this week's playoff rankings. And uh, the first thing I'd like to talk about is that the playoff committee moved USC into the top 25. USC – a four-loss team is now sitting at number 23 in the country, ahead of SMU. A two-loss team, SMU. That is like uh, – I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't make any sense, actually. I mean, I don't think that should be in the rankings, but that's just me. I mean, uh, the fact that there's two four-loss teams in the rankings is ridiculous. Yeah, I Iowa State's a four-loss team, huh? Yeah, and they're above USC. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And Appalachian State, a one-loss team, is sitting behind both of them at 24. SMU's 25, two-loss team, and one of their losses was to Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, and so I don't I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty upset about this. Penn State moved down – or, yeah. I'm sorry. Penn State's uh, number eight now, Utah's seven. Um Oklahoma's back to number nine. Uh, what else was significant? Baylor dropped to 14. Uh, I, think they were- I actually have something super significant. Go ahead. I, Minnesota was the most – was the team that benefited the most out of all this. Okay, how? Because they didn't really rate them that high, you know, until they beat um, Penn State. But now that they've lost the game – they did not drop them below Florida, which would have ended their chances at the playoffs. So here's why. They still have a huge game against Wisconsin, who is now number 12 in the rankings, right? Right. Penn State plays Ohio State. Georgia plays LSU. Alabama doesn't have Tua. They could very well lose to Auburn. And Oregon and Utah play each other. Penn State's path is might be clearer now than it was last week. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think the rankings made a huge statement about Minnesota this week. Okay, uh, I, I and, definitely see that. And I think they made so. I think they really. This blows my mind. How is Auburn fifteen? What do you mean? They're over a two-loss Notre Dame team, a one-loss Memphis, a one-loss Cincinnati, a one-loss Boise State. Okay, I was making sure that you weren't sitting here being like they should be higher because no, I, I, I had them it, in my own rankings. I had them going to like twenty. Yeah, that's fair. That's a good. That's a good. But spot I mean, I, I mean, I guess the committee's looking at losses to Georgia, Florida, and LSU as the best three losses a team has. Yeah, I, I guess. But, but it's still at the same losses. time, like I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. That's tough. And the fact that Baylor is still behind Wisconsin, Michigan, and Florida blows my mind. I mean, they almost beat – they. 
if they would have literally any points in the second half in that game, I know they didn't, and I know they blew that giant lead, then they, I mean, they would have beat Oklahoma. Um, I don't, they, they just totally collapsed. And so I'm not going to defend them here, but I, I mean, they only dropped one spot, but it was insane that they were 13 to start with last week. Yep. And uh, man, I, I think a team to watch out for dog is Wisconsin. Oh yeah. You say you, Pe- you people so? keeps, people keep sleeping that, I mean, if they beat Minnesota, they jump Florida. Yeah. Uh, they might sneak their way into the top ten. Uh, yeah, if they sneak their way into the top ten, Oklahoma – if Oklahoma slips up, watch out. Because Penn State and Ohio State, just like I laid out, everyone in front of them plays each other. Right. And a two-loss Wisconsin team who won the Big Ten Championship and beats Ohio State, that's going to be tough. Yeah, it's going to be definitely something to see. Um I mean, I, want to I would say, I would say the top thirteen has a chance to get to the playoffs. Listen, absolute chaos would have to ensue. Oh no, I, that's what I'm saying. I mean, but it is possible. Like, I think if you're below thirteen, like literally, like Satan himself would have to burn down the top thirteen schools. Well, not but, Baylor. I think Baylor still has a pretty fair chance. Who they don't have another game. They don't have enough big games to get them up there, though. Yeah, but like the only reason that Oklahoma again. Okay, so what? I mean, that they're not gonna that. That's one game, but you got to think Wisconsin ha, has the possibility to play Minnesota and Ohio State. Michigan has the chance to play Minnesota, Wisconsin, or and Ohio State. Oak like Oklahoma's at ninth, so they have a chance. I don't think one win. O- over Oklahoma is going to get Baylor all the way up to the fourth. I don't think so either, but I, I think I think there's definitely a chance. I mean, you're talking about all these teams that play each other in the top 13. Those teams have to go somewhere, and I think that if Baylor wins out and they win their conference championship, I mean, there's definitely a way that they can get close to the playoff at least. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, but SEC is nervous right now. Oh, yeah. Because – if Alabama loses to Auburn and A&M pulls off some sort of upset in the final two weeks, all hell is going to break loose in the South. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be good. And the thing that scares me the most is that I, I know that a and is going to pull some kind of upset in the next two weeks. I don't know who it's going to be. I have a bad feeling it's going to be LSU in week, in week 15. Um uh, I'm going to go ahead and knock on my desk again. I think I already talked about that. I just – it's that, – that game, the the rest of LSU's uh, schedule besides Arkansas makes me extremely nervous. Extremely it, nervous. It, it should. It really, really should. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't I, – uh, I need to take a break for a second, so I'm going to let you I'm gonna let you take the, the reins. <laughs> I feel you, man. I mean – cry in a corner. It, and okay, so uh, I don't know, man. I, I think uh, in this this last week of the season is going to be insane with the amount of stuff we're going to find out between Ohio State and Michigan, Auburn, Alabama, and then like the championship week, man. I mean, you got Oregon, Utah, most likely. I mean, Ohio State and either Minnesota or Wisconsin. I'm um, Oklahoma, Baylor. I mean, 
it, it's this is going to come down to the last day of everything to see who gets in. Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's going to be one of the best uh, uh, best rivalry weekends we've seen in a long time. I still think Oregon should be. Uh, if I'm Oregon, you better hope Auburn beats Alabama. <laughs> yeah, you have to. They might not make the playoffs if they went out if Alabama if Auburn does not get if Auburn doesn't beat Alabama, because then that loss to Auburn looks terrible if Alabama goes into Jordan Hare and beats Auburn without Tua. Right. Then you have LSU, Georgia, and Bama all above you who have beaten Auburn, the team you lost to. And I don't know if you get in. Yeah, um, I think all those things combined with the chairman being from a, from Oregon, being the AD at Oregon, are going to keep them out. Because Alabama plays Western Carolina this weekend. They aren't losing that game if it's they played game. Nick Saban himself. <laughs> and He's taking the snaps. Yeah, and so Alabama, if Alabama was 11-1, no Tua, but let's say they beat Auburn by just a touchdown in Jordan-Hare, they might get into the playoffs if Georgia loses to LSU. Yeah, fair enough. And then you got a 12-1 and Oregon who had led the entire game that's out of the playoff because of the transit of property. And I think it's fair. I do. Because a Tua-less Alabama beating an Auburn team late in the season – is not going to look great on Oregon. Right. No, it's uh, – they, they really and, – and who would have thought that that game, if, if everything – I mean, it's looking like that's going to be kind of an indicator of the rest of the season for Oregon. And who would have thought that opening weekend would be the game to, to kind of seal their fate? Yeah, insane. But, but if Auburn goes out there and beats Alabama – the door is wide open for Oregon because Georgia or LSU is going to lose. And unless Georgia beats LSU, they're in automatically because if LSU beats Georgia, Oregon's in. Yeah, that's fair. Because I really think if Georgia beats LSU, LSU still gets in. I do too. The more and more I hear that, um, and and I'm not even going to go on my rant about how I don't think LSU deserves to be in if they lose, but everyone knows my thoughts on that already. But uh, yeah, so this this playoff uh, ranking this week has been, you know, it's always crazy for some reason. Uh, I, the the more that we talk about these playoff rankings, and the more we talk about the uh, the, the the committee choosing the teams, I mean. I don't know how hard it is to get in on this. I think it's just like a bunch of retired coaches, uh, athletic directors, and Condoleezza Rice for some reason choosing the choosing the teams that should make the college football playoff. I think I think that your argument about the BCS system uh, choosing the playoff it, should, it makes more and more sense every day. So, yep, I'll give that one to you, Zach. I got good ideas, bro. Y'all come talk to me. Only sometimes. All right, so we <laughs> we. We, we covered our college football playoff. Uh, we covered that reaction. And so we're going to move into our final segment of today's show, and that is Brandon's Gambling Corner. That's right. Zach made fun of it earlier, but we all know you love it. So what do we, what do we like to do when we get to this segment, Zach? We like to cue up that music, and we go ahead and dive face first into these, this week's matchups. And the first matchup I have, I'm coming straight out of the gates, swinging to the fence on this one. I'm going BYU minus 40 over UMass this Saturday. 
As a matter of fact, that's not where I'm going to stop. Take BYU on the spread and take the under 69. That's right. Nice. Why? Because UMass stinks. And they will not score a single point in this matchup. I've never been so confident in a pick in my entire life. This is going to be a field day for BYU. Make it a field day for yourself. Win this matchup and a little bit of cash. Ride with me. So, guys, I previewed it earlier. Mortal lock of the week. And it is NC State over Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech is a two-point favorite. NC State is going to murder the Yellow Jackets. We are exterminating the Yellow Jackets this weekend. Georgia Tech is trash. Georgia Tech is garbage. NC State's mediocre. I'll give them that. Mediocre beats trash. Take Take NC State over Georgia Tech this weekend. And for my second pick, and this is where it gets a little crazy, folks, so hang on tight. Take Western Carolina plus 58 points against Alabama this weekend. 58 is a lot of points. People forget that. More importantly, in Nick Saban's tenure at Alabama, they have never, and I mean never, beaten a team by more than 50 points. So this isn't just easy money for you guys. This is free money. I cannot be wrong on this pick. You know you got to take it. There you go, guys. I'm not going to disagree with that one. So, my second mortal lock of the weekend, Georgia State over South Alabama. Georgia right. State is a 10.5-point favorite. South Alabama is booty. They garbage. They trash. However you want to phrase it, it doesn't matter. Just don't take South Alabama. Take it from a mob town kid himself. South Alabama will not cover the spread. Take the Georgia State Panthers this weekend and go buy your side girl something nice. All right, and for my chase game this week, that's right, this is the pick that everyone has been waiting on. My chase game this weekend, and I'm giving this one as the craziest pick I've had to date. And if you listen to this uh, this podcast at all, if you listen to a single edition of Brandon's Gambling Corner, you know that I am the world's largest proponent of picking Hawaii on the island. But wait just one second. Not this week. I'm telling you right now, Hawaii is a three-point favorite, and San Diego State is plus 125 on the money line. Take San Diego State outright this Saturday night. This absolutely cannot lose. And I'm telling you this right now. As a matter of fact, ring the alarm, Zach. This is my super, ultra, mega, mortal lock of the decade. So do your thing, people. Kill your bookie, or maybe just kill his wallet. We don't want to get a murder charge on this show. Um, this weekend, ride with me. Ride with these picks. You cannot lose. And that is our gambling corner, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, wonderful segment. Everyone loves it. So that will be our show this week. Uh, we just finish up all of our segments. And like I alluded to earlier this weekend, or earlier this, uh, this show this weekend, uh, we have a few big announcements coming up for next week. Zach, hit him with that drum roll. Are you ready, guys? Hit it. Zach is coming to town. Everybody, get excited. We are finally going to be able to record a podcast in live, in person, together. And so what does that mean for you guys? That means that next week, the week of Thanksgiving, we will be releasing not two, but three episodes of Blue Bloods. So that's super exciting. Everyone needs to know it. 
Um, we'll be releasing more information on our social media pages. Uh, not only that, but on Saturday, this upcoming Saturday. So if you're listening to this right now, Saturday, November, what is it? 23rd. We yes. will be recording a live stream of Zach and I watching at least one of these games. Uh, I'm not sure how long we're going to do the live stream for, but we will be live streaming. Um, you know, it's not going to be, it's, and I don't really know what comes along with this. We've never done this sort of thing before, but we figured we want to watch the game with each other. We want you guys to watch it with us. You're the best fans in the world. So if you want to log in, uh, we'll release more information about that. I'm sure uh, in the future, like I said, on our social media, I'm not sure where we're going to be doing it. We've talked about Periscope. We've talked about Instagram live. Uh, so we'll figure out more details and we will get back to you with that. But while you're at it, go ahead and follow our social media accounts. Uh, Zach runs those. And so I'm going to let him go ahead and plug those real quick. Yeah, buddy on Instagram, it is at the underscore blue bloods. If you're not following, Still, what are you doing? That's right, bro. Over a hundred followers on there. You guys are the best man. Interactive as hell on that. Um, on dark Twitter exclusive, y'all know the deal. It is at the underscore underscore blue bloods. Um, Go follow us on there. Don't come at us with the light Twitter. Um, Facebook, it is at the Blue Bloods Pod. We out you. Go like us. Go follow us on Facebook. Do whatever you do. Share the posts. Get other people listening, man. We we want to make we want to have as many fans as possible so we can keep bringing y'all dope content. Also, go find our blog. It is on our social media. We will post when we post new articles. You guys are the best and shout out to you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, make sure that you leave a review on our podcast. Uh, leave a comment. We'll read it out loud on the show. Uh, leave your takes, do whatever you, I mean, you have a question for us, go ahead and leave that. We'll answer it live on the show. We, we have no shame. Um, that's why, that's why we're asking you to listen to our podcast. So yeah, be sure to tell your friends about it. Uh, we're trying to take this podcast to the moon. We're trying to take the blue bloods to the moon and Zach and I, have been uh, in in the works trying to figure out how we can uh, create more content, how we can really, really bring more stuff to you guys because we cannot thank you enough for being our listeners, uh, our followers, whatever you want to call yourselves. Um, we're, we're just thankful for you guys. Uh, and so make sure that you, that you listen to our episodes next week. Uh, like I said, Zach will be here. So we'll have a live show. We'll be running that live stream um, and we've got more things in the works. Trust me. And that is our show this week. So thank you guys for listening and we're out.